If you want to raise your game at work, you've got to raise your impact. Find out Jennifer's 10 best strategies to make more of an impact at work at jennifermcclure.net slash 10 ways. That's jennifermcclure.net slash 10 ways. Well, hey there, impact makers. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Impact Makers podcast, where my goal is to provide you with tools, tips, resources, and information to help you build a career that you love and a life that matters. Today, it's going to be just you and me, and we'll be chatting about the concept of personal branding. Now, you've probably heard the term personal brand or personal branding before. I believe it was first introduced back in 1987 when Tom Peters wrote an article that was published in Fast Company magazine called The Brand Called You. In that article, he outlined the idea that we had entered the age of the individual and that everyone from the receptionist to the CEO must take charge of their own careers by becoming the CEO of The Brand Called You. That was great advice back in 1987, but in today's exponentially noisier world, I think it's more important than ever to really take ownership of your career and your life in order to get what you want and to have the most impact. And while I've never been particularly fond of the phrase personal branding, I do believe in the concept. In fact, I've been delivering programs and workshops on the topic of personal branding for almost 10 years. One of the first talks that I gave in 2008 was at a large conference for women leaders from Procter & Gamble and General Electric on the topic of personal branding, creating credibility, visibility, and memorability. The conference organizers have become aware of me through my efforts to help senior leaders in career transition and through building a reputation for myself and the organization that I was working for after switching from being a corporate HR executive to an executive recruiter. If you want to know more about how that happened, I talk about that journey back in the episode number seven of the Impact Makers podcast called How I Became a Speaker and an Entrepreneur. So I guess you could say that I've been cheerleading on the personal brand bandwagon for quite some time, and I can definitely attest as to how important it's been for me to understand what my brand is and what I want to be known for so I can communicate it to others. To me, your personal brand really boils down to who are you, who do you help, and how do you do that? It's the basis for people understanding if you're someone that they're interested in learning more about, for deciding if they want to do business with you or hire you, or work with you. And I believe it's important for everyone to understand, regardless of whether you're a corporate employee, an entrepreneur, a nonprofit volunteer, or just a human in the world who wants to create positive change. Over these past 10 years, I've delivered keynotes or led workshops on personal branding for business owners, executives, community leaders, business leaders, and young professionals, and just last month had the opportunity to speak on the topic at the 2018 SHRM Annual Conference in Chicago, Illinois. If you're not familiar with that organization or their conference, SHRM stands for the Society for Human Resource Management, and it's the largest professional organization for human resources professionals in the world, with over 300,000 members. Every year, their annual conference draws thousands of people from all over the globe, with over 20,000 in attendance this year, and I've had the honor of speaking at the event for the past seven years. It's one of my favorite conferences to be a part of, and this year was no exception. I led a mega session on reinventing HR on the first day that was attended by over 1,500 people, and a breakout session on the topic of defining and communicating your personal brand to help your career and your organization grow on the second to the last day of the conference that was attended by over 800 people. 
So that was pretty good, considering that it was a topic focused more on the attendees as individuals rather than as HR professionals. Now, there were quite a few people that came up to me afterwards to share that they were inspired to take charge of their own personal brand and career. And it was especially cool to see a few people still in their seats after the program was over who were already starting to implement ideas. Things like defining who their audience is that they serve, asking others how they're perceived, crafting their personal brand statements, or even signing up for social media accounts. I mean, that's truly the best thing in the world for any speaker, to share information or inspiration that causes people to take action. On the last day of the conference, I was done with my speaking commitments, but I was excited to see the closing keynote speaker, Cheryl Sandberg, the chief operating officer at Facebook and author of the best-selling books Lean In and Option B. Now, I've seen her speak before, and I enjoy her thoughts and perspectives on the workplace as a leader and as a woman in leadership. It was also a plus that she was going to be interviewed for her keynote by her friend and co-author, Adam Grant. Now, if you're not familiar with Adam Grant, he's a professor of management and psychology at the Wharton School of Business, and he's probably more well-known these days for being a New York Times bestselling author of the books Give and Take, Originals, and of course, Option B with Sheryl Sandberg. He's also got a top-rated podcast that's produced by Ted called Work Life with Adam Grant. It's really great, and I'm going to link to his books and his podcast in the show notes at jennifermcclure.net slash 23, so you can check them out if you'd like to. As I expected, the conversation between Adam and Cheryl was great. She was poised and confident. She shared strong and well-thought-out opinions and ideas, and they covered several important topics, including why it's important to call out bias in the workplace and how the Me Too movement is important, but it's also creating some consequences for women at work. She made some great points that there is really no such thing as a career ladder. Her description was that a career is like a jungle gym. It can go a lot of different ways. Her belief is that the key to creating your future is to focus on what's going on today and be willing to take many paths to reach your end goal. And that's, that's really great advice. As I typically do at conferences, I was tweeting some of the sound bites shared in their conversation and was also following the conference hashtag online to see what others were sharing during the event. For the most part, people were loving what she had to say, and they were inspired by her frank opinions and focus on taking charge of your career. So great job, Cheryl and Adam. Lots of good takeaways. Towards the end of their conversation, Adam asked Cheryl how she felt about the term personal branding. Now, I've heard her share her thoughts on this topic before, so I wasn't really surprised by what she said. But she was quick to state that she's not at all a fan of the term or of the concept of personal branding, because in her mind, it tries to equate people with tubes of toothpaste that are marketed on a shelf. I think she even said that she hated the idea of personal branding. And just when I thought we were becoming friends, Cheryl, come on. I mean, you know, taking my responsibilities as a Twitter journalist seriously. Wait, did I just make that a thing? Twitter journalist? Either way, I kept tweeting and shared her comment. People do not have brands. We're not packaged, neat, or structured. Acknowledging that and admitting that is important. If you think you're building a brand, you'll be inauthentic and fake. Show people the whole you, strengths, weaknesses, and vulnerabilities. That was sort of a direct quote, as much as I could fit in 240 characters. So in other words, Cheryl believes that personal branding is fake. And if you're doing it, you're inauthentic because you're not showing people the real you. I find that interesting. So to have a little fun, I then shared the following tweet. 
Glad I did my session on defining and communicating your personal brand yesterday at SHRM 18. Cheryl Sandberg just dunked on that idea pretty hard, but I still believe it's important, though. Over the next few minutes, I saw a number of tweets from people who agreed with Cheryl with that branding is for toothpaste, not for humans. And there were also several from people who said that they had attended my session the day before and they disagreed with her. But I really love this tweet from Bethany J. Adams, the Assistant Director of Graduate Programs and Human Resources Development at Villanova University. Bethany said, I want to see a conversation between Cheryl Sandberg and Jennifer McClure on why we should or should not build a personal brand. I think that they both believe in authenticity and being genuine. They just see personal branding differently. Now that would be a great conversation. Ooh, thanks for that, Bethany. And I am so down with that. Cheryl, you have your people call my people. Or you can shoot me a Facebook message to get something scheduled. I could probably make it happen with my schedule. And if you want to have Adam interview us both, I can work with that too. (laughs) Anyway, Cheryl was great. She remains someone that I admire as a leader. And I look forward to the day that we can have a conversation about personal branding on a main stage at a major conference anywhere in the world. I'll clear my calendar for you, Cheryl. Later that day, I was surprised to receive a direct message on Twitter from none other than Adam Grant. I've seen him speak on conference stages several times and know that unlike most, quote, celebrity speakers, he's regularly interacting with those who tweet during his keynotes at events. But hey, it's still cool to receive a personal message from a best-selling author and Sheryl Sandberg's BFF. His message said, I'm sorry I missed your talk at Sherm, Jennifer. Your tweets have giver written all over them. For the record, Cheryl is obviously a fan of encouraging people to think about and manage their reputations. She's just not a fan of framing it as a branding exercise. I mean, how cool is that? That tells me that he didn't just go through the hundreds of tweets that mentioned him and liked them all. He actually took in the conversation, noticed both my comment about my session as well as the comments from others about it. It also implies that he looked at my timeline and formed an impression about me and part of my wait for it, my my personal brand. (laughs) So I responded to him that I love Cheryl and everything she stands for. And I think we agree on what it means to understand the value you provide and pursue opportunities to add the most value you can at work and to others. Neither of us probably like the term personal branding. So maybe it's time to come up with a better phrase to describe understanding and communicating your value. You know, maybe personal branding needs a rebrand. A few days after the conference, I noticed that Adam shared a post on his LinkedIn profile with a photo of him interviewing Sheryl Sandberg at the Sherm Annual Conference. It included this quote, the more you focus on building a personal brand, the less authentic you appear. Toothpaste has a brand. It's packaged and neat. People are real and messy. His post got almost 3,400 likes and over 150 comments, including this one from Shannon Mashburn. As a SHRM 18 attendee who went to Jennifer McClure's session on personal branding, it seems the reality is that we already have a brand whether we like it or not. So you may as well do your best to put your best, quote, branding foot forward. Oprah has brand, and yet most of the world feels that she's pretty authentic. So it's possible to do both, have a personal brand, and still be the true you. Well said, Shannon. You definitely get an A-plus from the class. Now, there were also lots of comments on the post that echoed the quote's message that personal branding equates to being inauthentic and that people just need to be their real and messy selves and the right things will happen for them. Well, I disagree with both of those sentiments. But before I address why, let's establish what a brand is, both in terms of things and people. When it comes to things, a brand is what comes to mind when you see or hear a product service or company name. 
For example, if I say the word Starbucks or show you the ubiquitous Green Goddess logo, you likely have some immediate thoughts. For some of you, it may be delicious coffee. For others, it may be expensive coffee. Or it may be something like my reason for living. (laughs) Those are the people that are standing in lines around the block at conferences and convention centers around the world for Starbucks coffee when there was free coffee available in their hotel room. When I ask people in my programs what they think of when they see the logo, they also mention things about the experience of the Starbucks stores. Things like comfortable, meeting place, and same everywhere around the world. All of those facts, thoughts, and feelings are what makes up the Starbucks brand. So how does Starbucks communicate about their brand in order to sell products to you? They highlight the taste of their coffee, the welcoming atmosphere in their stores, and the consistency of the Starbucks experience everywhere you go. And while their coffee is indeed more expensive than most, that's not part of how their advertising or marketing strategy works because that's not how marketing works. For customers that are the right fit for Starbucks, they don't care about the price. They're in it for all of the other reasons. But not advertising and marketing some of the less attractive parts of the Starbucks experience doesn't make them less authentic. Similarly, how about Apple? Again, if I were to ask you to tell me what comes to mind if I mentioned the company name or showed you the logo, you might say things like easy to use, well-designed, or maybe, similar to Starbucks, a consistent experience. Or you might say things like overpriced, doesn't play well with others, or nickel and dimer for all the ways that the ghost of Steve Jobs gets us with multiple connectors, dongles, obsolete headphones, etc. If you're not an Apple fan, those are probably some of the reasons that you don't buy their products. But if you're like me, someone who lives the total iLife, those negatives are not what I think of when I think of the brand. Because even though I can agree with all of those things, the positives outweigh the negatives for me, and that's why I have an iPhone, an iPod, two iPads, an iMac, two MacBook Pros, plus multiples of dongles, connectors, and old headphones with new adapters as well as new AirPods. I mean, no wonder Apple is a trillion-dollar company. I've purchased at least a million dollars in products and accessories throughout my iJourney so far. So in both of those brand examples, there are positives and negatives, or to equate it to the discussion of personal branding on Adam Grant's post, real and messy stuff. Neither of those brands deny some of the less attractive parts of their brand, but in their marketing and in how they position their brands, they certainly don't call them out. Now let's think about some personal brands in a similar way. How about one of the people that has been mentioned on this podcast more than anyone else? Yes, that's my good friend, Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) When you hear Oprah's name, your brain automatically associates it with facts, feelings, and experiences you've had with her, or in some cases, what you've heard from others about their experiences with her. Maybe you thought, live your best life, or what I know for sure. Both phrases that she's intentionally worked into her way of being, how she communicates, and even how she sells us books, food, diet plans, and people that she anoints. When you think of Oprah, you also may be aware of some of the more challenging parts of her journey. Things like being a survivor of child molestation and rape, promoting a fake book, advocating for mystical healing powers, or hating on hamburgers, all of which she's been pretty transparent about. But those things are not typically mentioned when she's being hired as a speaker or selling you magazines or promoting programs on her network. The brand of Oprah includes both positive and negative components, but the positive aspects and the way that they're communicated through her work and her personal activities fuels her success. 
Another powerful personal brand example is Martha Stewart. I always love it when I show Martha's picture in my personal brand workshops and I ask people to shout out their first impressions. Almost always, the first words shared are things like jailbird or criminal. But after the laughter dies down and I press people further, words like handmade, homemade, glitter, do-it-yourself, and cooking are what comes to mind. Yep, Martha did a bad thing and she went to jail for it, but she was still able to sell her company, Martha Stewart Omnimedia, for over $350 million a couple of years ago. And people still buy cookbooks and products with her name on it, read her magazines, and watch Martha and Snoop's potluck dinner party on TV. Despite the real and messy parts of her life, we tend to associate her and her name with perfection in the kitchen and at home more than we do with insider trading. So all of the corporate and personal brands that I've mentioned have both positive and negative aspects to their existence. But their communication and marketing efforts focus on the positive traits and associations with their brands and how they help people. That's how marketing and branding works. People buy products and services or buy from companies that they like, have positive associations with, or that promise them something that they want. And if you want to have an impact in this world, you need to have positive associations about you and to believe that you can provide the solution to people's problems. For example, if you're in a job search or if you'd like to get promoted, you need to be seen as the solution to a company's open position problem. If you're an entrepreneur, you need people to see the products or services that you provide as the solutions to the problems that they face. And if you want to compel people in your workplace to do something, whether it's to give the go-ahead on a project that you want to implement or to give you the resources that you need in order to maximize results, they need to believe that you can create a successful outcome. Your personal brand needs to inspire belief in you so that you can achieve what you want to in life and ultimately help others. In my opinion, if you want to be an impact maker who creates positive change in the world, you have to build your authority and increase your influence. You may never want to be the CEO of anything or a celebrity or even the top person in your function in your company. But to create change, you have to be able to compel people to act. And people are drawn to clarity. In episode nine of the Impact Makers podcast, I chatted with my friend Carrie Oberbrunner, and one of my favorite Carrie sayings is clarity attracts and confusion repels. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I'd encourage you to go back and get some more wisdom from Carrie. If you don't know who you are, what you have to offer, and how you can help others, how can you decide what actions you need to take in order to best utilize your gifts and talents and achieve your goals? And if you just leave it up to chance and take the approach of just being yourself and the right opportunities will come along, I personally think you'll be waiting a long time. Why? Because there are other people out there that do what you do. Other people have similar dreams as you, and they even have similar skills and experiences you do. So why would you get the opportunities you want over someone else who's very similar to you? I mean, what makes you different from them? And what is the perception that people have of you as compared to those other people in similar positions? If I say coffee, you likely think Starbucks, even if you aren't a big Starbucks fan. Like me, I don't even drink coffee, but Starbucks is the first thing that come to my mind if I heard the word coffee. If I say cell phone, you probably think iPhone. Otherwise, you may be one of those hardcore Android users, of which I've been told there are a few but not that many. (laughs) If I say talk show host, you think Oprah. And if I say crafty homemaker, you probably think Martha Stewart. 
These brands are top of mind because they're the most successful in their industry. And a big reason that they're the most successful is because they've capitalized on what made them different from others in their industry or profession. So my purpose today was to jumpstart your thinking about personal branding. Let's not worry about whether or not we like that phrase at this point and instead focus on how you can best position yourself to get noticed in this noisy world. I want you to be able to go as far as you'd like and to accomplish everything you've ever dreamed of in your work and in your life to ultimately positively impact the most people possible. So I'm going to be doing a series of episodes here on the Impact Makers podcast to help you with that process. Why? Because my focus is on helping leaders to build their authority, leverage their influence, and deliver high-impact results so that they can become impact makers, creating careers that they love and lives that matter. In fact, that's my personal brand statement. Because I've taken the time to think about the skills and experiences that I have, what I'm passionate about and how others perceive me, and how I want to be perceived, so I'm able to focus my time, resources, and energy on a specific outcome creating impact makers. And I want to help you get that clarity in your life and career as well. To get you started, I've got a free resource for you that you can download at jennifermcclure.net slash pbworkbook. I'd encourage you to go ahead and download the workbook and start thinking about what your personal brand is today and what you want to be known for in the future, as well as how you want to impact the world. Then, next week, I'll be doing a mini training with you on the podcast where we'll start with what a personal brand is and why it's important. And then I'll walk you through the process of creating your own personal brand statement, which will help you focus on the audience and customers that you serve, as well as how you can impact them the most. I'll even share some ideas and examples of how you can continue to evolve your personal brand as you grow personally and professionally, and lots of different ways that you can communicate your personal brand in ways that won't feel spammy or narcissistic. And I promise we'll consider authenticity, how you can incorporate the real and messy you, and yet still be effective in your personal branding efforts. I'm excited to be sharing this information with you starting next week. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast player to automatically receive new episodes of this podcast. And while you're at it, I'd be honored if you'd take just a couple of minutes to leave a rating and review. So far, 37 of you have rated the podcast five stars and reviews like this one from Mike Sipple Jr. of the Talent Magnet Institute podcast not only make me smile, but also inspire me to keep producing the podcast and sharing it with you each week. Mike said, Jennifer is bringing great stories of awesome people to the forefront, real and authentic conversations with impact makers. Thank you, Jennifer, for following your dreams and making this podcast come to life. May we all gain the right insights at the right time through this journey and meet some really cool people along the way. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to download the personal brand workbook at jennifermcclure.net slash 23 so you'll not only be ready for the next episode, but you'll also be taking a big step towards creating a career that you love and a life that matters. See you next week. It's time for you to get noticed, create change, and grow your influence. Don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us get the word out by leaving a review.